A detective came and knocked on the door, and I said, is it Renee? And he just gave me that solemn look. It was the worst day ever. The Proof Podcast is back with a new case and a new season. 23 years ago, 18-year-old Renee Ramos went missing. Her body was later found in an empty Home Depot building on the edge of town. I don't think that they arrested the right people. It's about time somebody's trying to do something. She had a black eye about two weeks before she was murdered. They are involved. They definitely had her body and her backpack. You know people are going to judge you, right? Of course. They're judging me now. They've been judging me damn near my whole life. You can listen now to Season 2 of Proof wherever you get your podcasts. And follow along with us as we reinvestigate the murder at the warehouse. I have to ask, did you kill Renee? Monsters is a podcast about the worst human beings on the planet. Listener discretion is advised. Gloucester, England is a small city with a population of roughly 130,000. It looks to be your average small city with suburban residential streets lined with homes made of stucco and brick. On one of those streets, in February of 1994, the neighborhood would be disrupted by police searching the property at 25 Cromwell Street. The police were originally inquiring about a missing person. Police had been notified that one of their daughters, Heather West, had been buried under the patio. They had gotten a warrant to search the home, and after digging up the property, they were left with a mountain of evidence that would change the entire world's view of Fred and Rosemary West. This is Monsters. Fred West's first wife was Rena Costello. They married in 1962, while Costello was already pregnant with the baby of an Asian bus driver. The couple claimed that Costello had had a miscarriage, and that the mixed-race baby, Charmaine, was adopted. Rena gave birth to West's first child, a daughter named Anna Marie, in 1964. West treated the children poorly and added bars to the bottom portion of their bunk beds so he could keep them locked up only allowing them to be out while he was at work. West eventually admitted to having multiple affairs, and even fathering a child with another woman. When Rena learned of his infidelity, she started having an affair with a man named John McLaughlin. West responded to Rena's infidelity by punching her, which, understandably, caused bruises. Costello and McLaughlin continued to see each other for some time, and any time McLaughlin saw bruises on her, he would go and beat up West. One time, McLaughlin witnessed West smack Charmaine when she asked for some ice cream, and he proceeded to beat up West. John McLaughlin was interviewed about Fred West, and he recalled that the man wasn't as quick to assault men as he was with women and children. He said, quote, He couldn't tackle a man, but he wasn't so slow in attacking women. End quote. In 1965, while living in Glasgow, West ran over and killed a young boy. Even though he was cleared of all wrongdoing, he was afraid of the backlash from the community, so he moved to Gloucester with his two daughters. He rented a caravan, and a few months later, Costello, their longtime nanny, Isa McNeil, and her friend, Anne McFall, moved in with them. Within the year, West began abusing Costello and McNeil while encouraging his wife to begin prostituting herself in order to supplement their income. It was also believed that he was sexually abusing his stepdaughter, Charmaine. 
This eventually ended with Costello trying to have McLaughlin and a friend come rescue her, McNeil, and her children. By this time, McFall had fallen in love with West, so she warned him about the plan. He showed up at the house when the plan was supposed to go down and called the police after McLaughlin assaulted him. The police made Costello, McLaughlin, and McNeil all leave. The children remained with West and McFall. In July of 1967, Anne McFall, who was eight months pregnant with West's baby, disappeared. Costello had come back to live with them for the following year, but eventually left again. Rosemary Letts was the fifth of seven children in a poor family. It's believed that her father molested her in her youth. It's also reported that once she hit puberty, she was fascinated by her own sexuality and would walk around the house naked in front of her brothers. She would also climb into her brother's bed naked and molest them when she was 13 years old. And there's this young lady sat on the step, crying her pissing eyes out. It looked like a tramp. And, and, um, and I stopped almost opposite her before I actually seen her. And when I pushed the window open, you know, great big windows, I pushed open. Like, and so I called her over. I said, what's up? And um, anyway, she turned around. She was fucking beautiful. And she was absolutely in rags. And her hair all matted and long fucking hair. And, um, but she looked beautiful to me anyway. So I got talking to her, and um, I said, do you want ice cream? Yes, she said. So I made her up on bloody Sunday, one of them big, big Sundays, that. And I said, well, come and sit in the van and eat and have it. And Jerry got talking to her, and I said, you can come with me if you like for the rest of the day, and, you know. And then I got to find out what the problem was, that her mother was an alcoholic and her was selling her body for drink, hands. And I said, well, you've got to get out of that, you know. I said, I'll tell you what, I'll take you home with me. I said, and I'll sort something out for you. Anyway, I took her home and told Green all about it. And Rena said, yeah, she said, you can stay here, it's all right. Uh, so I had a bath and cleaned herself up, and Rena washed her hair for her, and, she looked bloody gorgeous then, you know, with long, silky hair. In 1969, Fred West met Rosemary Letts, who was only 15 years old at the time. Fred was 28. After a few weeks, she quit her job and became the nanny for Charmaine and Anna Marie. Even though her family protested her relationship with an older man, nothing they did kept their daughter away from West, and she eventually became pregnant. The baby was believed to be West's, but it's possible that Letts's own father might have been the baby's real father. Heather was born on October 17, 1970. Just two months later, West was sent to prison for six months for theft. While he was there, Letts was supposed to take care of all three children, but that's not really what happened. Sometime before West was released from prison, a neighbor brought her daughter by to play with Charmaine, but was told that the girl had gone to live with her mother. In reality, Letts had murdered Charmaine and stored her body in the coal cellar. Once West was released from prison, he buried the eight-year-old's body in the garden, near the back door of their flat. In August of 1971, Rena Costello confronted West about the whereabouts of her daughter. It's believed that she was also demanding custody of Charmaine and Anna Marie. It's theorized that West sexually assaulted Costello, strangled her, and then disposed of her dismembered body in a field. On January 29, 1972, Fred West lied on a marriage license in order to marry Rosemary Letts. 
The couple purchased a house and converted the upstairs into a bunch of rental rooms for them to supplement their income. Soon after, Rosemary gave birth to their second daughter, May June. I know. She began working as a prostitute out of one of the rental rooms and advertised her services in the local classified magazine. Rosemary and Fred would engage in sex with many of the people who rented rooms from them. Mrs. West became pregnant multiple times by her clients, and Fred would tell the children their skin was darker because he had a black grandmother. One of Rosemary's regular clients was her own father. The couple began committing sexual assault together, starting with Anna Marie. Rosemary would tie her up and rip off her clothes before Fred would rape her. Rosemary would encourage him the whole time. They eventually hired a 17-year-old named Caroline Owens to be their nanny. After receiving unwanted sexual advances from Fred, she told them she was quitting. They developed a plan to abduct her while she was hitchhiking, and they brought her back to their home. She was drugged, gagged, and raped by both of the Wests. Fred whipped Owens on her genitals with a leather belt, and Rosemary smothered her with a pillow. The following morning, they told Owens that they would kill her and that they had killed hundreds of girls before. They then asked her if she would go back to being their nanny, and she agreed in an effort for self-preservation. She started doing some chores, but was able to escape and return home. At first, she was too ashamed to report what happened, but after her mother asked about her bruises, she broke down and told her about the attack. Owens's mother reported it to the police. The Wests were arrested and charged with assault, indecent assault, and rape. Unfortunately, Owens decided that she couldn't testify in court and all the charges against the Wests were dropped. When Owens heard of the news that the Wests were set free, she attempted suicide. She survived and went on to testify against the Wests after their 1994 arrest. Between 1973 and 1975, the Wests abducted, sexually assaulted, and murdered six females between the ages of 15 and 21. Five of the bodies were dismembered and buried in the cellar, and one was buried under the garage. After this, Fred poured concrete over the graves in the cellar and turned it into a bedroom for his older children. In 1977, a woman named Shirley Robinson started living in one of their rented rooms. She developed a sexual relationship with Mr. West and eventually became pregnant with his child. Rosemary was also pregnant at this time, and it seems that she began resenting Fred and Shirley's relationship. In May of 1978, Fred murdered Robinson and buried her body in the garden. In 1979, the Wests found another 16-year-old girl, Allison Chambers, to be their live-in nanny. After only a few weeks, she was also murdered, dismembered, and buried in the garden. Once Heather and May reached puberty, they became the focus of Fred's sexual attention. The girls would do whatever they could to not be alone in a room with their father, and they would only shower or change when he was not home. If the girls reported the sexual abuse to their mother, she would only laugh and claim that they must have deserved it. It's believed that Heather was eventually subjected to forced intercourse with her father, and she began to show signs of extreme trauma. She wanted to run away from home and had told friends about her home life. When the Wests learned that Heather was telling people at school about what was going on at home, they killed her and buried her under the porch in the garden. When the other children returned home from school, they told them that Heather had accepted a job out of town. Rosemary told a neighbor that her and Heather had a fight and that Heather ran away. When the kids asked why Heather never contacted them, they were told that Heather eloped with her lesbian lover and, on another occasion, 
they were told that Heather was involved in credit card fraud. In May of 1992, Fred raped, sodomized, and partially strangled his 13-year-old daughter, Louise. When she told her mother what he had done, Rosemary responded, quote, Oh well, you were asking for it, end quote. Fred raped her three more times over the following weeks, one of which he filmed. Louise told one of her friends what her father had done, who, in turn, told her mother, who, in turn, told the police. Two days after she had confided in her friend, the police searched the West's home under the pretext that they were searching for stolen property. Even though they found a number of sexual toys and almost 100 pornographic videos, they were unable to locate the video of Louise being raped. She made a full statement to the police and told them that their mother had been complacent with the assaults. All of the children were placed in foster care. The police began an investigation and a medical examination found signs of abuse and sexual assault. Fred West was arrested for three counts of rape and one count of buggery, which is what they call sodomy in England. Rosemary was arrested as an accomplice and also charged with child cruelty. The police worked hard to gather more evidence against the couple, and during their investigation, Anna Marie told police that her parents would joke about burying them under the porch like they did with Heather. When police questioned Fred about the location of Heather, he told them that she was alive and living as a prostitute. Rosemary wouldn't tell the police anything. Anna Marie also told the police that her mother Rena and half-sister Charmaine were also missing. For the second time, Fred was let off the hook for his crimes because Louise was not willing to testify and Anna Marie withdrew her statement. The Wests were acquitted of all charges, but their children remained in foster care and the police were determined to uncover the whereabouts of Heather, Rena, and Charmaine West. After discovering that Rena and Charmaine had gone missing in 1971 and were never reported missing, they were able to get a warrant to search the Wests' property. On February 24, 1994, the police started searching the home of Fred and Rosemary West in an effort to find their missing daughter, Heather. Fred had gotten scared that they would find the remains of the other bodies he had buried in the garden, so he admitted to killing Heather and burying her body under the porch and offered to show them exactly where she was buried. He was trying to keep them from digging in other parts of the garden. He insisted that that was the only location where they needed to dig, but the police dug in other places around the property anyway and uncovered a third human thigh bone. When questioned about the extra thigh bone, West admitted that there were two more bodies buried in the garden. After authorities decided to excavate the entire property, Fred West gave a note to his lawyer to give to the lead investigator. It read, quote, I, Frederick West, authorize my solicitor, Howard Ogden, to advise Superintendent Bennett that I wish to admit to a further, approximate, nine killings. Expressly, Charmaine, Rena, Linda Goff, and others to be identified. F. West. End quote. He also revealed the location of Anne McFall's body. Rosemary was arrested originally on charges related to rape, but eventually Fred stated that she was culpable in the rapes and the murders. He had originally claimed that he had acted alone during his crimes, but after Rosemary rejected him and played the role of the grieving mother while he was in jail, he changed his tune. Frederick West, charged with 12 murders, has been found dead in his prison cell. The Gloucester builder was found hanging by prison staff. An inquiry has begun. On January 1st, 1995, Fred West committed suicide in his cell by hanging himself with a makeshift rope he made out of a blanket. His suicide note read, quote, 
Well, Rose, it's your birthday on 29 November 1994, and you will be 41, and still beautiful, and still lovely, and I love you. We will always be in love. The most wonderful thing in my life was when I met you. Our love is special to us. So, love, keep your promises to me. You know what they are. Where we are put together forever and ever is up to you. We loved Heather, both of us. I would love Charmaine to be with Heather and Rena. You will always be Mrs. West all over the world. That is important to me and you. I haven't got you a present, but all I have is my life. I will give it to you, my darling. When you are ready, come to me. I will be waiting for you. End quote. Underneath the note was a drawing of a gravestone with the words, quote, In loving memory, Fred West, Rose West, rest in peace where no shadow falls. In perfect peace he waits for Rose, his wife. End quote. Rosemary West has been convicted of ten of the most horrific murders in British criminal history. You will never be released, the judge said, if attention is paid to what I think. Rosemary West was eventually charged with ten counts of murder. The jury found her guilty on all counts, and the judge sentenced her to life in prison, emphasizing that she should never be released. She appealed the ruling, but the Court of Appeals refused to even consider her application. She will die in prison. If you're having feelings of harming yourself or someone else, or even just need someone to talk to, please contact your local mental health facility, call 911, or call Mental Health America, who operate the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. They're available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Be safe. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed it, you can help us out by leaving us a review or rating on whatever podcast app you listen through. You can also subscribe to the show to ensure you don't miss an episode. Also, remember that if you'd like to support the show, you can find information on how to do that at thisismonsters.com forward slash support. Thanks again.